This podcast is a proud member of the Paranormality Podcast Network. Hello. Hello. Welcome to I Have a I Strange, have a strange story, story Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Um, this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's uh, strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And Rebecca's back. Back and I'm here. again. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're back. We missed Thanks. you. Well, I, I think... have to say, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go do it. Oh, it was a fun experience getting to do an episode. With your partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I was going to say that you guys did great. And I'm oh. so thankful that you did it. And y'all did it together. Oh, and I think that, um, I mean, Mike is welcome back to the show at any time, obviously. Yeah. But I thought that the subject that he brought was super interesting and sad. Isn't it fun? Not fun, I mean, fun, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's different. And um, I'm not really into military history. And yeah. it's, it's, but it's, um, it was a story that I was interested in hearing about. Yeah. Like, I don't think so, that a whole lot of people know what that story was. Yeah, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, the last story on episode 105 was the sinking of the India- Indianapolis. Whoo, I gotta <laughs> slow that down. Um, <laughs> if you don't know anything about it, you can listen to that episode and learn everything about it. But it's a war story. Um, but it's still fucking weird, right? There's Dude, it's so many- tragic, man. It is. Let me tell you one more that he shared afterwards. And I thought he was kidding. And he was like, this is a real story. Sorry, my cat's trying to eat a wire. Um, okay. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, like that story where there were um, dachshunds that are dachshunds. Is that how you say it? Uh, I Weenie think it's Dachshund. Da- okay, thank you. So everybody keep mm-hmm. that in mind. And that during World War II, there was a group of them running around and they were fucking stoned to death because oh, no. their name is a German name. That's, why did you tell me that? Isn't, I did, That's I was so really upset. Sad. Sorry. No, but stories like that are crazy like it broke my heart and he was like that's a true that's a true war story and I was like dude nobody would ever consider that that's nuts so there's Mm -hmm. really um you know history is pretty cool but he's he really you know gets into the studies of war and it's it's cool to learn all those different things anyway yeah yeah I think that those are important stories to tell too yeah sure agreed yeah so thank you Mike yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're on episode 106 we sure are and let's just reference some time here like for the for those of you listening in the future it's like christmas time it's december in in 2020 god damn it's december in 2020 (laughs) like we're (laughs) this is such an awful we're in the home stretch man we're somehow (laughs) If you're still if you're still alive in 2020, oh my like God. that is that's a gift right now. Yeah, you're doing good. Linger. There's going to be lingerers into 2021, but good For news sure. at this time they've started to find a um, you know monolith. You know a monolith. Oh yeah, there's a monolith. No, yeah, 
Okay. There's that. Yeah, that's weird. That's yeah. weird. And that's in the news for those of you. Uh, the monoliths that are just appearing in the fucking middle of nowhere. Nobody knows how they're getting there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like when I, I first think- saw it, I was like, it's a fucking alien, dude. Of course. These are aliens. I think that I thought I read an article that somebody owned up to it. But now it's oh. in, but that was the one in Utah and now there's two more and I can't remember where they're at. So uh, yeah. maybe they just wanted attention. I get you. I smell that you're stepping and I like attention too, but don't do it that way when you get, you get caught. <laughs> it's hard to, um, <laughs> like- <laughs> it's hard to get excited about this in a way for me because, oh. um, well, because I just want to know more about it. Like, is this is this monolith? Is it a piece of metal that you can find on Earth, or are there properties in it that are foreign to us? You know oh, what I mean? I don't think I don't think it. That reminds me of Superman. Okay. Okay, it reminds but, me yeah. of two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did what you did. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Which, by the way, for the, for the last episode that Mike and I did, yeah, we recorded a whole episode, um, and my microphone was off and his was not, <laughs> so then we had to redo it. But what y'all missed out was a little golden nugget of me going off about Superman movies. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I know. We we lost out on that. And when you talked about that, I was like, oh, <laughs> I could bring it up again, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Do you have any announcements? Uh, I don't have any announcements. It was just a thank you to you and Mike for Hi. for doing the show and also like giving me permission or not permission, <laughs> but just making me take some time off that I <laughs> sorely needed. But Aww. I am the type of person that's that you'd have to tell me to stop. Yeah. So it gets a it, it gets a little bit. I'm a little much sometimes. So thank you. You for, have to for take care me. of yourself <laughs> because nobody else is going to take care of your you. I mean, you took care of me. You told me. You told me wow. to stop. You made me. You were like, you're not doing your show this week. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I got this. And then still, I was like, so what are you going to talk about? You and did. Was, you were like, so what are you? And then you were like, you know what? Never mind. Hey, no. You got this. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyways. That. that was funny. Thank you. Another announcement is I have I have a Kiki Kitty in my ha- in my lap. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> She's so cute. She's so fucking cute. Um, and another thing I wanted to bring up is I saw the best fucking movie in the world, and it's probably oh. my favorite movie now. What is it? It's called Fireball. It's about meteorites that have been found on Earth. Oh my god. It is so cool. I've watched it two times now. So that's just my movie recommendation. Watch the movie Fireball. It's a documentary. It's great. Um, But that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Speaking of movies, aren't we going to be on another podcast? Where we're going to be reviewing some like scary Christmas movies? Yeah, we sure are. We're going to be, I don't know whenever it's going to be released, but we'll get that information out wh- whenever we do it. But we're, we've been invited back to Nerds from the Crypt. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll Bless be you, a friends. morning. <laughs> we're going to record in the morning, so I won't be drunk this time. 
But I mean, it's going to be on a weekend, so there could be some Baileys in that in that coffee. <laughs> yeah. I would we probably can't guarantee. do a mimosa. Okay. So. Yeah, so we're going to do that, and as soon as we get more information about that out, we'll we'll let you all know. I don't even want to announce the movies, because I think that'll be a cool surprise, too. So, yeah. so thank you, Nerds from the Crypt. Check them out, as always. Um, yeah. They're our best, I think that they're our best podcast friends. <laughs> They're my only... Oh, no, they're not. I'm friends with a few other <laughs> folks. <laughs> um, okay, folks, back to the show. Yeah. We have some scary, strange, weird stories to share. Um, so I have a story um, about the woods. Hmm? <sighs> yeah, I feel like I've done a lot of these lately. Like, I'm one with the fucking nature, dude. I'd be the witch of the woods. I'm basically. Okay. So um, there was this kid. He's like 14 and he lived kind of out in the middle of the woods. The way he described it is like all around him. There wasn't anything for a mile, like no other houses. And then back behind the house was about 60 acres of like swampland and forest. And so this was his house. He's like 14. He was like, I didn't have any friends. I was playing in the woods with my dog. And like his dog is like his best friend. And so they're playing a game of fetch where he is throwing the ball to his dog and bringing him back. Well, as he's throwing the ball, he starts to feel like something on his elbow, like kind of tickling his elbow. Um, And then it kind of feels like something is kind of forcing his hand up. So every time that he would go to throw the ball for his dog, the ball started going kind of straight up instead of going, you know, forward for the dog to get it. So he said that he ignored it, but then like after it happened about five times, he was like, dude, I'm just going to go inside. And like, (laughs) he got the ball, he got the dog. They went inside and he went and just chilled on the couch with his dog. So as he's sitting there, he hears the garage door open And the way that it sounds like to me is that um, there was a way to enter into the garage from outside of it is what I was going to say. Like, whoa, it was like, (laughs) it was like a door. Like you could, you could turn a doorknob and open the door instead of just a garage door. So you had two options. And the way this family did it is they would come in through the door. They would open with their hand. um, And then there would be a second door to get inside. So he looked out the peephole of that second door and no one's there. And he thought it was weird anyways, because he was like, it's really early for my mom or dad to be home. So his dog starts barking and he opens the garage door to look and none of those doors are open. They're all shut. So he was like, fuck, you know, it's weird because my dog heard it too, but okay, whatever. So he shut the door and then he and his dog just went back to the living room to chill and, and to wait. Um, so about 20 minutes later, he heard the door open again. And then his dog, oh, my nose is itchy. Sorry. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so then his dog starts fucking growling and he quiets the dog down. And then he just assumes like it's the wind, but his heart is like fucking racing. So he's explaining away his experience, trying to with facts, right. And assumptions to, to make us feel better or maybe more comfortable. So then he starts to hear footsteps and he's like, oh, my dad is finally home. He's like, dad is here. This is great. 
Um, he he runs to the door and he peers again through that peephole, thinking his dad's gonna open that door. But he looks and he doesn't see anybody. But he hears his dad's keys jingling in the keyhole, and then the doorknob starts to to go back and forth. Um, and so he is terrified. He runs back to the couch and sits there with his dog. So about an hour goes by. He starts to feel a little bit better. He's not as nervous. And then all of a sudden he hears the door handles start to juggle again. Um, mm-hmm. And this time it was his dog. His dog had to go to the bathroom and he was letting him know he had to go to the bathroom. So unfortunately, the only way to the kennel area where they have the dog go potty is through the garage. So he was like, fuck it. He, he's nervous. He's anxious. He doesn't want to do it, but he knows his dog needs to go. So he says that he like he and his dog just fucking book it all the way out to the kennel. Um, and he's out there and he just starts to laugh at himself because he thinks it's so silly that he's been, you know, scared of whatever this is. So he announces as he looks at this really, really, really heavy door that's out by the kennels, he actually has to prop it open with like wood because it's so heavy. He can't do it himself. So he's like, if you're really a ghost, then shut that door over there. He's like, hmm. Because nothing happens. Like a minute goes by, nothing happens. And he's like, that's what I thought. He looks away. He hears a click. He turns his head and the door is shut. God damn it. Okay. He still says, I bet it was the wind. It's <laughs> not a big deal. It was the wind. I'm so stupid. Like, that wasn't a good way to ask the ghost to prove itself. So he was like, okay, if you're really a ghost, go ahead and open the door. <laughs> and he, he squats down on the ground and waits. And that fucking door opens up. And he was like, no! And so he and his, his dog, like, fucking book it, right? They go back to the house. Um, and he, he just runs to the couch, terrified. So he and his dog are on the couch waiting and he's just praying that his parents come home soon. So the next person to come home is his dad and it's 11 PM. So it's been, it feels like it's been an awfully long time. So his dad comes in and then he just chooses to never talk about it again. Um, He said while he waited for his dad to be home, he heard footsteps. He heard the doorknob rattling Um, And he just kind of had it. He'd been tortured all night. So he never told anyone about it and his experience. However, a few months later, his dad had been out hunting in the woods. He came back and when he walked in the house, he looked like shooken. And so this kid was like, dad, what's wrong? And he said it was such a weird experience. And every time that he would shoot at the deer in the woods, that something kept hitting his elbow and he kept missing. What? Yeah. And so then the, the kid, yeah, the kid told him everything and, and that was it. Um, so like after I read this, I was like, what in the world? Like the first thing anybody would think is that it's a poltergeist. Something else they would think is that it's a ghost that's tied, uh, you know, to something in the house or maybe something in the forest. And then I was like, is there anything else that would be like, you know, I looked, I searched for other things because I was like, what the fuck is this? This is all I can think it is. But, you know, I don't know about poltergeists leaving the house. You know, I don't think they do that. 
Um, and then I was like, well, is this something that's like based in um, Native American folklore? Like somehow. Um, but, you know, I couldn't really find anything. At first I was like, what is a tree spirit? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the answer either <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so interested into what this could be I have I just haven't heard a lot of stories about like a spirit that goes from outside to inside and then touches you know what I mean like yeah I don't know it was in these I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is I was completely baffled by it I don't have a clue what it is but I was hoping you would know because I don't. you're a co-host of a podcast about <laughs> supernatural stuff I mean here I mean the cool thing is is that we don't really ever know we can just always guess about these things but mm -hmm. to me is it sounds like it was like okay so first of all poltergeist I don't think that this is what that was yeah um because a poltergeist is typically connected to a person not necessarily a place, which makes sense if you're, you know, if you're going to go out into the woods and it fucks with sure. you and then you go home and it fucks with you again. Yeah. Um, and, but those are, they're called poltergeist because it means like a noisy ghost or a noisy spirit or something like that. Yeah. And so um, the in the house kind of makes sense. It's usually the attached footsteps. to a person. Yeah. The footsteps, things move, things disappear, mm -hmm. they reappear, like... And then things just kind of escalate from there. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess it could be a poltergeist. It's kind of weird or not weird, but it is interesting that his father experienced the same or their father. I don't know well, what the gender of this and person is. Uh, yeah, it's a boy. Um, okay. They identify as a boy. Okay. But yeah, like I couldn't, I mean, poltergeists affect, affect everybody who lives there. They don't just choose one person right? I think usually that, a household can experience it. Yes, but I think that they fuck with one person in particular. Oh, gotcha. I hear what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But other people can still witness it. It's yes. kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay, sorry. We're on the same page here. Yeah. We're on the same page, but we still, I mean, that's my only answer for what this could be. You know, it's, I, um, we can just throw out any idea I think that we want yeah. and, <laughs> at this point, because um, this is, this is really different from what we've, what we've heard in the past. And I'm just curious. Yeah. So this, so he had his first experience with his dog in the woods. It came uh -huh. back to his house. And uh -huh. then was it months later, you said that his dad four, had about the same... four months later. Okay. And it, and it began in the woods. So yeah. this is an entity or spirit that is from the woods is what it sounds like. And maybe yeah. it is something like a, a forest spirit. So I looked all that stuff up mm -hmm. because that's where I went. I thought it was some type of forest spirit, which is also why I thought maybe it was related to something Native American because a lot of those myths have to do with creatures outside, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I thought too, but I couldn't find anything. And that's why yeah. I jokingly was like, maybe it's a tree spirit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be just like a protector of the forest or something. Um, it could be. And it, it doesn't sound like it is malevolent. Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of a trickster. Um, mm -hmm. And that is very common in a lot of folklore and a lot of legend is mm -hmm. there's these spirits. We can't identify all of them. 
you know, we don't know what this, what this looks like or what, um, you know, we don't know anything about yeah, it. Except it for didn't look like anything. Yeah. Except for what happened. It was a force. Yeah. It was an invisible force that, that caused all these problems and then was an asshole whenever it went home with this kid. Poor child. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm so looking scary. at my mythical creature <gasps> oh, guide. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, here. And cool. so I was going to see if there was anything that made me think of anything. But, you know, oh, these are actually like real like scientific names. I can't even pronounce these. This is more like a cryptid kind of thing. Like they're animals Come on, and guys. shit. Come on. Yeah. With their scientific name somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diane. I mean, I think it's it could be something like um, a protector of the of of the area. And you see mm-hmm. that in you see that in folklore all across the world. So Native Americans and to um, to Irish to um, yeah. everywhere. The, and and I think that usually they associate them with uh, like um, fae or elves or um, you know something of that nature. And there's even places I think it's either in Iceland or Greenland where where land is sacred because they because yeah. it's owned by elves or gnomes or or the fae, and so they won't um, they won't till the land. They won't. Um, build buildings or roads or anything like that's where they live because it's protected and it's a sacred place. There's probably places like that in the United States too, that, you know, I, I feel like in a way um, we don't know our folklore because we're not from here. We weren't raised around it or anything. So a lot of that gets lost for us unless we do research, unless we talk to native people and they may say, the same thing that there are protectors of the forest of the land and you know they're not to be messed with and it you know the thing about tossing the ball is playful you know and it still involves an animal um he's throwing the ball to play fetch with his dog whenever Uh his dad goes out to like shoot a deer somebody's protecting the deer is what it sounds like either being a trickster or protecting the deer so I think that it, it, it does have something that is connected to the land and it is like a forest spirit or, or something like that. And I'm sure yeah. that there's some information on it somewhere, but I didn't look that up. <laughs> well, I tried. I tried to look it up um, and I couldn't really find anything. And it could have been the way that I was choosing the search, like the words mm-hmm. that I was choosing maybe wasn't pulling it up. But like, I honestly, I went to, uh, to tree spirit princess Mononoke because I was like, that's the only thing I have. Like I knew <laughs> it was something rooted with nature, but I couldn't figure out, you know, exactly what it was, but it was something running them off mm-hmm. and then like intimidating them, which is yeah, fine. It, yeah. And I mean, it could be like an elemental too. It could be mm-hmm. a spirit of, um, of the earth of fire or water, air whatever like that as well so air air fire water yeah is that what you're thinking yeah of course (laughs) air 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 fire 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 that's what they do yeah they do do that i can't believe how often we reference craft the craft or whatever but it's sad we're like we're witchy and we're in tune with with ourselves and then we're like the craft (laughs) the craft (laughs) 
That's me. Did you watch? Did you watch the remake? I haven't yet. Have I you? haven't either. No. no. The I'm way totally that you just said that, it. though. Yeah, I am too. I wish mm-hmm. that somebody could have been a witness last night because I drink uh, all my canned uh, water, my sparkling water, with a koozie, and um, we couldn't couldn't find my koozie. And Mike was like, "Where's your koozie?" And I said, "Where's my koozie?" And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're comfortable now that this." This inner fry voice that we have is coming out. And he's like, Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was funny. Um, But it it reminded me of that whenever you just acted bratty a second ago. So Mm -hmm. just throwing it out there. Hello, friends. I'm Taya. And I'm Sammy. And we're the hosts of the Offbeat Worm podcast. Come check us out. We talk about so many things. Spooky things, silly things, and everything in between. Find our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And we'll catch you on the Offbeat. What kind of story do you have for us today, Rebecca? (laughs) Moving on, I have... Uh, a story that I have to pull up on my phone because once again, once again, my arm is busted and I did try to make notes and they look like shit. And so I probably won't be able to read them. So I have a really cool story. This is from a young woman on Reddit who, um, who has kind of like, um, she doesn't know what's going on, but she's thrown a couple of words out there, which is interesting, okay. interesting because I'll get to that in a moment. But um, she talks about that. She's having this, this, this problem um, whenever she moved into her apartment, she says she's been there for about a year and um, she thinks that there is something supernatural going on. And she just has kind of a strange vibe about the place. Um and she's also said that other people in the, whenever they come to visit have noticed. So her brother and her friends and okay. um, kind of what, what goes on is things disappear and then they reappear and they do that frequently. And um, <clears throat> she says that she's always had a bad habit of lo- losing things since she's lived into the, lived in this apartment and she has called or blamed these missing items on the pixies in her house. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she says that she kind of jokingly said, pixies are stealing the shit in my house. And she says, as soon as she did that, that was her biggest mistake because things started to escalate from there. She said that o- objects begin to vanish in increasingly ways and in possible ways. She says that chargers uh-huh. would, would disappear from the wall outlets and reappear inside <laughs> laundry bins or the fridge. she says that um objects that you would just set down would um like as soon as you looked away um and looked back they were gone and then a few hours later they would reappear in the same spot um and then she says new and more troubling things have kind of started to to manifest she says Uh that she started seeing things out of the corner of her eyes um whenever she's at home that um that she doesn't see anywhere else. She says she also noticed um, she's hearing like a loud alarm ringing accompanied by a swell of blinding bright light sitting in her kitchen counter. And she saw that a couple of weeks ago. Um, Yeah. She said that she, you know, she's tried to 
to figure this out scientifically. Yeah. And there's, there's things that she's just tried to recreate and figure out on her own that she just can't. And she doesn't know where the sound is coming from. And there's nothing in her kitchen that could possibly be emitting this bright light. She just doesn't have anything in there that'll do that. Who the fuck does? Yeah, nobody. 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 A bright light in your kitchen? Yeah, just the lighting out is there? awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's like nobody has that. So this, 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 so she's got these weird things that happen. Things disappear, things reappear, and she's hearing this sound and then she's also seeing this light but she said things got really weird <laughs> she said she woke up one morning around 4 a.m to use the bathroom peepees poopies potties yeah. and yeah and she <laughs> says <laughs> as she stepped out of her room into the hallway she was greeted by a very off-putting sight she says about 20 meters away um there was this perfectly spherical black entity hung um in air and she said it was featureless featureless sorry it was substantially darker than the rest of the dimly lit room and she says her eyes were adjusted at this point and it was dumping these huge amounts of what looked like liquid shadow from its body to the floor and so um this but as soon as like this inky fluid would hit the floor it vanished and this went on for about 30 seconds before the flow subsided and the entity vanished. And it was mm. leaving no physical evidence of this appearance that she could find. So um, she, she's really kind of trying to figure out what's going on here. She doesn't feel threatened or scared. In fact, she's, she's kind of hoping to communicate with these entities. Um, but she just kind of wants to know what these are. And so I did a, a wee bit of research. Okay. And um, I, uh, the first thing that came to mind was maybe a poltergeist. And okay. that, and it, this is similar <laughs> to poltergeist activity is uh -huh. the missing objects, them reappearing in weird places. But then you also get, you get a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't sound like she's getting a whole lot of noise. Mm -hmm. This this black shadowy figure brings to mind something that I have seen in my past as well. Mm. Um, I saw a shadowy figure in a hotel in Hawaii and I woke up in the middle of the night too one night. And I just remember like looking at it and it's sat there for a while, just like, and you can feel it just looking at you and you just, I just felt it like looking at me and I looked at it and I didn't feel scared but then all of a sudden it just went away. Um, so I know I kind of understand how she's feeling with this. So those are typically just, they're just called shadow entities or shadow figures. And those are very common. And you see those mm -hmm. in haunted places all the time, or even in not haunted places that might be a spirit trying to manifest itself um, with the energy that's around or that's in the room. And, and that's what happens. So that could be a shadow ent entity. And so there's two trains of thoughts here. There's this poltergeist activity, um, which a lot of people said it could be a poltergeist, but then a lot of people also said it could be the Fae or the good folk. And so I reached out to my friend, Abby Richmond. She's been on the show before. Um, and she talked about um, her, um, gosh, I can't remember her blood type, um, which is, a, yeah. which was an interesting topic. And then she gave us some of, her first uh, or some of our first episodes. Um, I think it's like episode four. Um, 
she talked about her experience with some, some lights. Um, but she is, in my opinion, an expert on the good folk or the fae. She, she does okay. a lot of study. She works with them and she just has this connection to them. So I asked her for her opinion on the matter on the matter. And she says, yes, all of this sounds like this is the fae or the good folk. And if we've learned anything from these people, these entities is mm-hmm. that they are very proud. They're easily offended. And once you start oh. calling them the wrong thing, <sighs> shit starts to get worse. (laughs) Okay. So what she had mentioned, and I think what other people in the comments of Reddit mentioned, mentioned as well, is that, um, is the same thing is that whenever you have, um, whenever you give something a name and it is in particular the Fae, then they are offended by that. They don't like to, to be called what they are not. And they don't Mm -hmm. like to, um, to, be called cute or funny or sweet or anything like that. They find that very offensive. And so shit starts to escalate at that point. And so you'll start losing things more and then you'll, um, you know, things will just be annoying for a while. She, so what she had recommended is, especially since it sounds like this person is willing to start a relationship or communicate with these people is start offering gifts. And that would be like fresh cream, fresh butter, um, I have it written down, but I have just terrible handwriting right now. Um, you mean by honey. fresh? Do you mean they have to make it? No, uh, no. Oh, okay. um, that's a that's good that you brought that up, Lindsay. Yeah, I don't want to make cream. You don't know what okay. what that what what that means. And I've heard her talk about this before, so hopefully, I'm getting it right. Is to is to give them the first offering. So it so like if you open up a package of butter cut off a piece and give that to them. If you're, if you have cream in your house, the first pour is theirs. Same with the honey. We've talked about this. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and um, you know, anything that you offer them, they, they do like certain type of liquors or alcohols, I think. Um, um, And the first pour is always what you offer them. Like if don't offer them the last of the bottle, that's just rude. Give oh, okay. them the first part of it. Yeah. And that is a nice gift and they appreciate that. Um, but then also once you know, or once they know that you acknowledge them, then it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm here. Respect, be respectful. And they kind of demand that respect. Otherwise they're going to fuck with your shit, but they can be very, like, they can be very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that Abby mentioned is that she thought that maybe that shadowy entity is a brownie or a house spirit. And um, she was, she was really interested on the, the words that they decided to, um, to connect these spirits with, with which was mm-hmm. pixie, because that's a very Cornish um, term. And so she was just curious if maybe there was some Cornish, um, uh, uh, lifeline in her blood, um, Mm -hmm. because that is very specific. And so, uh, that might be something to look into if, if, if that is something that, um, that you have in your life, you're related to Cornish people. I don't know. Um, Hmm. so she also said though, that fairies or the fae or the good folk, um, can become attached to certain objects or a certain 
where something is placed. And so if you're moving that thing, uh-huh. then you're probably pissing them off. <laughs> they want it back. Not to That's say so probably that you have to let them put whatever they want, wherever they want, but maybe just compromise and be like, okay, I understand, but the charger must go in the wall. It does not belong in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Or just see how things um, go in your house. Once you, you make these offerings and um, you know, you're, I don't want to say respectful because I don't think she was being disrespectful. Like you just, when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. But maybe now that you do know, hopefully maybe then you can use the correct verbiage and you can um, coexist with them peacefully. And yeah. in return, I think that um, I'm just going off the top of my head here. So I'm sorry, Abby, if I get this wrong, but from what I understand is that like um, they can offer protection for your home. They can do chores. They'll like clean up whenever you go to sleep. Um, and then I know. um and so um I I feel like I'm gonna get this wrong but if they leave you gifts Mm -hmm. that you're not supposed to acknowledge it or you might even not be able to to use it I can't I'll have to look at it please yeah if um because I can't remember (laughs) what it is for it it's really weird it's like the complete opposite of what you should do like you shouldn't acknowledge it and you shouldn't take it i can't remember oh, don't quote they me need on go, that. they need to go to therapy <laughs> they need some therapy everybody does um <laughs> but like i know the fae they've they've just been set in their ways for a very long time that they're like everybody else can just grow up and and learn how to deal with us right they're kind of fun yeah they're kind of fun sure um I think that it is an, a very interesting topic to delve into. And it, I feel like if Abby says this is what's going on, I would trust her judgment. And she read yeah. her story and she said, yes, that does sound like something that the Fae would do or the good folk and, um, and establish a relationship. And I think that things will be really cool. Um, she, she, the, the, um, the experiencer would also like some feedback. So if anybody has any ideas about this, um, I'm going to link her story in the show notes and, and just get in touch with her and tell, you know, if you have something similar that you want to talk about, then get in touch with her and see if y'all can figure things out. And if y'all can get things, you know, I guess in a good place for her. (laughs) So where she can communicate with, with these spirits and, and have a good relationship. And I think it's so cool that she's like, I don't want these guys out. I like them. I love that. That is cool. Well, look at you with your connections and Abby and knowing how to fix this. I'm impressed, dude. This is like a podcast where we do paranormal research to tell people (laughs) about their stories. We've done it. We did it. We we made it. USA. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm (laughs) adding. (laughs) What did you say? Um, it's actually it's Attica. Oh, I don't know. Okay, because means. okay, well, you were re- let, let me just you were referencing Charlie Day doing it on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, right? I was referencing The Simpsons. Shut up! Don't break my heart. Okay, well, but then at the same that. time, 
Charlie after he was like USA. Then at another point he was like Attica. So it's crazy how I associated what you were saying it with. But Attica is actually something that was chanted in Dog Day Afternoon, which is a <laughs> film about a bank robbery. And this guy did the bank robbery to get money to his girlfriend who was needed to undergo gender reassignment. And this is in the 70s. Oh, cool. But he was also married. Okay. Um, very cool story. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, some people got hurt, but it's a classic, it's a classic story of, um, what is it called? Uh, where you identify with your abuser. You want to um, protect them. Yeah. I always want to call something it from another country. Syndrome, no, but that's not where you hurt sense. people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I can't think of what it is. Anyways, it's a classic example of that. But he chants Attica because whenever the police are, you know, boarding around him, it's, they killed people in a prison called Attica. Okay, that's it. I'm done. This went on for way too long. Wow. Off topic. That's weird. We don't do that typically. This is your first time listening. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We won't do it all the time. Never off topic. Um, We'll have fun on Nerds from the Crypt if this is the case. (laughs) Okay. Um, if you have a, an experience that you would like us to share so that other people also who have had those experiences can hear they're not alone, you can send them to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and we are happy to share your story with everyone. Um, yeah, subscribe, <laughs> rate, and review us. And uh-huh. if you review us, please give us a nice review. Um, <laughs> And take a snapshot of that, send it to our email address with your physical mail, physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. And um, uh, just to put it out there, it really helps us to get noticed and to have, um, uh, I don't know, it just helps us to get noticed. And it's, we fucking love it. Like, yeah, it just makes my day whenever we see a review. Yeah, we're not going to quit our jobs. We're not going to do that. Probably not anytime soon yet. Might be a while. But um, but yeah, it really helps and we really appreciate it. And we would like to send you some stickers. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> until next time. Bye. Bye.